0: My name is Billy. And my name is Christy. And you are listening to Thoughts On, a production of the Front Porch Sessions podcast.
1: The Thoughts On series is exactly what it sounds like, our thoughts on particular topics. It's our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics.
0: And on this particular episode of Thoughts On, we want to discuss a particular word, and that word is leader. Now, in turn, it probably will be a discussion of a second word as well, leadership, because those two are closely related. Leader, leadership.
1: I think I got it. You got that. Okay,
0: now what I want for us to do here is to kind of define what we mean really by the word leader. And in turn, we'll probably we'll end up talking a little bit about leadership. And we do have some plans and some upcoming episodes to focus on some specific aspects of leaders and leadership. And that's why I think it's important that we approach this subject how we are right now. But also in the past couple of thoughts on, I have started referring to individuals as the person in charge. Mm. And the person in charge may or may not actually be a leader. And I want to kind of address that a little bit here. Okay. A couple of months ago, you and I were having a conversation with a friend of ours. And in that conversation, she referenced somebody and said, you know, as a leader, but she put leader in air quotes, meaning that this individual is not a leader, mm. but they fashion themselves or not fashion. They fancy themselves mm. as a leader. They are in a position mm-hmm. of authority. Mm-hmm. They're the person in charge and they think, oh, I'm a, I'm the leader. I know best. I know what's going on with this situation. Totally different line of, of work than what we're in and those type of things. But I understood and it's not the first time. I've heard somebody reference someone in a position of authority or the person in charge as a leader and particularly when we've talked recently with the ideas of coaching up or coach out mm-hmm. and some specifics of that I was thinking about you know individuals over the past 20 25 years that I've known that were' in positions of quote leadership but they were not leaders. Mm. Maybe they were managers and maybe we have to define that as yeah. well. So do you have any thoughts about this idea between the difference of a, well, what a, a person in charge is versus a leader without really giving a definition of a leader yet?
1: <laughs> I feel like you're hog tying me. I will say that in my more recent speaking engagements where we've talked about leadership, I have been mindful of being very clear that there's a difference between leader and and manager. And I think that there are probably people that we could look at in positions of authority, as you said, that we want them to be, they could be both a leader and a manager, and yet maybe they're one and not the other or they're neither. And that certainly can be problematic for a a larger corporation. If you have people in positions of authority who are not a leader and or a manager. Um, as far as how I view those terms or positions, I think that to be effective in the workplace, you probably need to be both. You need to be, and and I maybe should clarify, you shouldn't just be a leader and you shouldn't just be a manager. You should be a good leader. You should be a good manager. Because I think probably in all of our lives, especially if you've been in the workplace for a couple of decades, like you and I have, we've worked for people who were managers, but they were not good managers. And I see you thinking. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, no, I saw you thinking. I saw your eyes roll back. Uh, This whole idea of just because somebody is given a title does not make them a good manager or a good leader or both, which I would make the case. I, I probably would prefer to see both in positions of authority.
0: Okay. And one of the things that I'm going to try to do going forward is when we're talking about situations and within involving leaders in leadership, I'm going to try to go back to using the word leader. Okay. Instead, occasionally I probably still will say person in charge. And and there were some specific reasons I used that phrase earlier in, in the earlier episodes. But what we're trying to do with this particular aspect of thoughts on is to help develop leaders and help those that are, quote, unquote, already leaders become better leaders. Mm-hmm. Just like you put a caveat there that manager leader, what we're talking about good managers, good leaders. right. Yeah, you know, I think at one some point we'll probably you'll probably stop using those words because it should be understood that when we're talking about managers or leaders, we're actually talking about good ones. Mm. And if we're talking about bad ones, we tend to let you know (laughs) this is what a bad one does Mm -hmm. with that. So I'm going to try my best to go back to using the word leader. Now, there will be some times where, because when we're talking about things, I'm thinking about specific individuals and we'll probably say the person in charge because Mm. that's all they are, Mm. that they are not a leader, Mm. which I think sets us up here. How would you define... Leader, just in general terms, or uh, if you want to get into the aspect of a good leader, which being a leader and a good leader are different.
1: Sure, so. I think that a key component of being a leader is having followers. I have uh, a new friend who is actually studying this idea of leadership and following, and how they like what's what's that cross section and. It's really given me a lot to ponder, and, and frankly, you can't be a leader of one. Meaning, you can't just. I mean, I guess you could lead yourself. You could yourself. lead one. Meaning yourself. I, I should be clear on that. Okay. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Can you lead yourself?
0: <laughs> yes, and we'll have to get to that on a future episode oh, okay. because I actually have some quotes that are related to okay. percentage breakdowns okay. with that. It's interesting that you say that because about a year ago, I started working on this idea and uh, actually I put some stuff to paper. I don't know if I actually saved it because I kept typing it, deleting it, retyping it. But I was looking at this idea of what do all leaders have in common? Mm-hmm. And people are going to probably start throwing out characteristics or traits. Mm -hmm. And I think that's incorrect Mm. because we look at different leaders and there are some commonalities there within their traits or their characteristics, but there's also a lot of differences. Okay. And it may have to do with personality. It may have to do with style, a number of things. Now, I think there are bare basic ideas that transcend leadership. But the thing that I keep coming back to that all leaders have is followers. Right. Because if you don't have followers, you're not a leader. Yeah. And the most basic definition I found in looking at uh, some Mm -hmm. things within the dictionaries is a leader is a person who leads. Okay. That's not very helpful (laughs) for our purposes. Uh, A person who has commanding authority or influence Hmm. I don't like that aspect Mm -mm. of commanding authority Mm -mm. because that's not really what a leader is. Yeah, you're leading a group, Mm. but you're not a true leader in that.
1: Certainly not in the context we're speaking of.
0: Definitely not. Uh, Another definition said a leader is someone who guides other people. Okay. I like that much better. I'm
1: more comfortable with that.
0: With that. Uh, A powerful person who controls or influences what other people do. I've got some problems with that, with the control aspect of it. Because that almost lends itself to uh, bullying. Mm. And I'm the leader. You have to do what I say, which in that point we go back to, you're not the leader, you're a person in charge. And you're using that position of power to make somebody do something. Mm -hmm. So anything else you want to add with that idea of of leader just as in general terms.
1: Well, I'm going to kind of flesh out the idea of the good leader. A good leader doesn't force followers. I would, I would assume that a good leader it's, it's almost as if followers find them and they know how to cultivate that. Um, And I don't mean that in a manipulative way. I just, I just mean when I think about inspiring leaders from history These are people that almost have this natural charisma and know how to work with other people in a way that people just naturally are drawn to them, a moth to a flame kind of situation. So I think that uh, there's some value, especially as we think about good leaders, that um, people are drawn to this good leader in in a very positive way.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that. Uh, a leader is somebody that sees how things can be improved. Mm. They rally people to move towards a better vision of, of things. Uh, a couple of quotes I've, I've known about one of these, one of these I heard about a little bit more recently. Uh, leadership so often is a transfer of belief. As a leader, your job is to believe in your team more than they believe in themselves. Mm. John Gordon, no H. J-O-N, Gordon, Oh, Uh, is the one that said that. Okay, so Energy Bus, John Gordon. Yes, Energy Bus, John Gordon. Leadership is so often, or let me start over. Leadership so often is a transfer of belief. As a leader, your job is to believe in your team more than they believe in themselves. And I 100% buy into that idea. I've also heard a little bit more recently from a guy by the name of John Maxwell, Mm -hmm. Uh, you may have heard of him, our (laughs) listeners may have heard of him, he's probably is the foremost recognized leadership expert that we currently have. Mm. And he says something along the lines of leadership is nothing more than influence. Mm. That you're influencing people. And, and he does talk a lot about this idea of drawing the best out of people, mm. encourage them to to be better with that, but that it's a position of influence, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. And when we talk about this idea of a leader and you're influencing people, you're encouraging them, you're you're pulling them at times, you're maybe pushing them at times, you're not really ever forcing them. Mm. But it's about trying to draw the best out of people. You're meeting one of the tasks or jobs of a leader is to meet the followers where they are, and bring them up. Yeah, help them get to that next level.
1: Yeah, I can't help but think of again. This just sort of shows my nerdiness, but the some incredible examples from history, and and I do tend to, for some reason, I don't know why this is, I think of military leaders that there are military leaders that are, bulldozers. They just go in and they tell and they shout and they get the job done. I, that's that's maybe some of what our conversation is about leader versus manager, that you can be a fabulous manager because at the end of the day, you get results, but maybe not necessarily what we would define as a great leader. But then I think about leaders like Eisenhower, and I think of what he did in the field and how he was so nuanced with his leadership style. Um, there's incredible examples of him meeting with the soldiers the day before D-Day. And he's not talking to them about battle strategy. He's talking to them about fly fishing. He's talking to them about what's, what's at home. What, what are you thinking about right now as far as your family goes? And that takes a true leader, a true mature, mindful leader that knows how to meet the needs of the people in front of them. And ultimately, as you mentioned, bring out the best in the team.
0: And on a side note here, I know what you're talking about, and there's a famous picture, yeah. where it looks like he has his hand in a position of like I I don't know how to describe like this pointing and yeah, it's pointing like matter of fact, we need to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, I know from an inside source, mm-hmm. that's not what's going on. And, and all, most of the time when you see that picture, people are referencing, he's really telling them yeah, to yeah. do this, but yeah. they're talking about fly fishing. Fly fishing, yeah. With that. Yeah, because
1: so. he <clears throat> found that commonality with the soldier that he's speaking to specifically. And I, I just really admire that, but that's kind of goes to some of what we've talked about in other thoughts on the idea of knowing your team so you can meet the needs
0: It is. You really have to know. If you want to be a good leader, you have to know your followers. Again, going back to this guy by the name of John Maxwell, hopefully you've heard of him. Uh, He says people buy into the leader before they buy into the vision.
1: Oh, yes. And I think with
0: what you're talking about with Eisenhower here, that was part of it. Yeah. uh, Before they're getting ready to go into this massive battle. Yeah. They're buying into him. They're trusting his guidance. Right. And then get into, okay we trust you, we're going to follow the vision.
1: These guys would have known the numbers. They would have known the estimates that, you know, X amount are not going to come back. They are, surely there's the bigger picture of they're doing this for freedom, they're doing this for the United States, they're doing this for, you know, fill in the blank however you want to in reference to World War II. But what you see in that picture, what you know of Eisenhower and his leadership in the battlefield is that these are guys that have caught his vision. They they believe in him. Do they believe that they're going to come back to life? Probably not necessarily, but they believe that they're doing something for something bigger than them and that is because of what Eisenhower was able to do in a leadership role. And and that's remarkable really if you think about it that these are people that are willing to go give their lives not for him but for him. <laughs> Sorry.
0: R- right. No, I understand what you're yeah. you're saying there. Again, John Maxwell has this quote in this will go back to an earlier thing. You were talking a little bit about the difference between manager and mm-hmm. leader. Where a manager manages mm-hmm. and a leader leads. Mm-hmm. John Maxwell has this to say about that. A manager says go. Mm. A leader says let's go. Let's go. Because yeah. a true leader is going to work alongside with you. Yes. There was an there's another quote I ran across recently and I didn't write it down. I have to go back and find it. That basically says if a person is a good leader or a great leader you really won't know that they're there mm. because they're they're doing mm. their job they're leading the people mm. and when it's all done it's we did this yeah. it's not an individual taking credit yeah. from that um you know yeah you you take it away for a second because i do not want to find something in my notes
1: well of course i'm going to go back to another military example and it's definitely one that everyone knows and that's George Washington there are incredible stories from the Revolutionary War where he is on the battlefield and literally he is riding his white horse along the front line and he is encouraging those soldiers he is yelling at them and somehow this is where the myth really of Washington comes because you hear stories of of bullet holes in his coat but he and the horse are unscathed the reason i bring this up is because he is the individual that's inspiring. He's the one that's going to command uh, the higher-ups, read the Declaration of Independence before battle. He is going to be the one that takes over the charge after he relieves Charles Lee of his duties because he just didn't stand up to Washington standards. And he says, fine, I'm going to fill in in that gap. And I was telling my students recently, what we generally don't speak of in regards to war is that the commander-in-chief doesn't, go to the battle. But Washington, as you said, he said, let's go. And so he gets out there and he fights alongside these, these men. And again, you can't help, but just kind of fall for this mythology behind him because he was, he was this incredible leader. He wasn't just the manager. He wasn't just commander in chief. He wasn't just general. He was a leader.
0: You know, John Quincy Adams said something that I think may tie into that. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more and become more, you're a leader.
1: Well, wouldn't you say some of those stories about Washington that inspired them to fight a little longer, fight a little harder, that he's out riding his white horse in front of where all those bullets are flying by?
0: Yes, because as we look back in history, he was actually literally leading He was
1: physically, Mm. yes, literally, Uh, absolutely. So
0: I think that plays a lot into it. Uh, Something that's been, we don't know actually who said this, leadership is about being of service to others, Mm. not being served by others. Mm. Be a mentor, not a boss, Mm. which I think is a a great idea. And with some things related to that idea here about a boss, Russell Ewing said, a boss creates fear, a leader confidence. Mm. A boss fixes blame. A leader corrects mistakes. Mm. A boss knows all. A leader asks questions. Mm. Again, from Russell Ewing. Love it. And then somebody else that you will be familiar with, Theodore Roosevelt. People ask the difference between the leader and a boss. Do you know what his answer was?
1: I was going to say he'd say, I'm the difference, but <laughs> yeah. he was a very, very <laughs> confident man.
0: Yes. No, this uh, that's not what he said in this instance. <laughs> Or at least not attributed to oh, okay. Roosevelt. Okay. People ask the difference between a leader and a boss. The leader leads. The boss drives. Ah. I want to yeah. run across that. That there's a lot to unpack. We're, we could yeah. do a whole thoughts on. Sure. I think on just those things, but particularly Roosevelt's here. Yeah. The leader actually leads. The boss is is behind mm-hmm. driving things ahead. Yeah. With that, and uh, that that can be problematic. Yeah and again i ran across to something recently as i was trying to find some information about just what is a leader mm-hmm. and getting beyond somebody that leads okay that doesn't help us cuz we're we're looking in a specific context and i ran across something again from john maxwell and i think it's in a book that he wrote i don't remember the name of the book i do have notes about this okay. they're okay. In, they're actually in my office they're not here in the studio because I want to find the book and read it, and okay. I'll have you read it too, and then we can discuss it as a whole. Okay. But he's talking in there, and in this little excerpt that uh, somebody from his company had wrote about this, talking about maybe like five levels of leadership or mm. something of that nature. And I don't remember what the first one was actually called, but basically, you're a leader slash in a position of leadership by title. mm that you were promoted into that, mm-hmm. and that you are a, in essence, what he I think he's saying is you're a leader in name only. Mm. You're only going to be able to lead so much and so far if you're relying solely on your position of power, mm. authority, or title. Sure. And that's only going to work for you a little bit of time. You're going to have to move beyond that. I think for a number of people that are put in leadership positions within organizations, that's where they start mm. they did a good job they moved up the chain they got promoted or they knew the right people unfortunately that's yeah. how it happens yeah. a lot of times sure but so then they're in there and their idea of leadership is because their position of authority mm. and you can get by with that for a short period of time but often in my experience and talking with people and reading about this and actually seeing it the person who relies on their position or their title uh, for their leadership mm-hmm. skills or abilities typically turns out to be a bully. Mm. And the people that are quote followers are only doing it because they're afraid of they're getting fried. fired. Yeah. And yeah. even in what a little bit I was able to read about it last week is that only works, besides just a short amount of time, it only works in certain situations because. If it's a volunteer situation, you may have the title or somebody has the title, but that's not going to work with volunteers because they're not collecting a paycheck. True. And when I read that, I thought a big light went off in my head because I have volunteered uh, for a number of years doing something. You have volunteered. We have volunteered. A whole family had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, straight up volunteer. We had no obligation no. to it. We... We supported what this particular organization was doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then the people in charge mm-hmm. started I mistreating those that were volunteering.
1: Mm-hmm. Not just us.
0: Not just us. Yeah. But we we were getting, not the brunt of it, but we were seeing it over and over when yeah. we would show up to volunteer. And I said, I'm done. Yeah. And there is, so if that, that's your position yeah. of leadership is because... You allegedly have authority or the title and it doesn't work with volunteers because you don't have anything to hold over their heads right if it's for my job okay I need the paycheck so I'm going to abide by that but here it is I'm reading this thing and like I've actually lived that because I walked away from volunteering with that organization Mm -hmm. because of the way they treated people yeah and which you're not a true leader there
1: right I'm curious if you can think of an example, because you're not a guy that easily is scared, but I know I have worked under, uh, and I'll, I'll say a person of authority who I've been afraid of. Not like physically or anything but like afraid of them they they definitely were but you didn't know
0: how they were retaliate yes. or yes. if they would come in one day yes and, and what well, you didn't do what i said and yes. fire you type thing yes okay.
1: what about you Have you ever worked under someone that you actually were afraid of and you can define that however you want
0: i don't really think so yeah um there probably is a little bit of that mm. i can think back over you know 25 years or so of working, I'm sure there's been aspect, not near as much as you had, mm-hmm. because um, let's just leave it at that.
1: Well, I think part of it is my personality.
0: Part of it may be your personality. And there was also a, a time where basically I told you, what are they going to do? Fire me. I yeah. dare them to fire me. Yeah, it doesn't... Were that because... They in that situation, they could not actually afford to let me go.
1: Yeah, you have a, a certain level of confidence that I never seem to have, even though you tell me over and over again, I definitely should. It's just something I don't really carry with me in that regard.
0: Well, in a, in a different job situation, it, I might not have felt the same way mm. with that. Mm. Uh, John Maxwell, again, <laughs> realize that John Maxwell quotes here, uh, says that leadership is not about titles, position positions or flow charts mm. it is about one life influencing another
1: i wish that I about said i wish that were true i do believe it's true i just wish i saw it more experienced it more
0: i think it i think it is true that leadership is not about titles positions or flow charts it's about one life influencing another i think it's true in the truest form of leadership as leadership should be mm. i don't know that a significant enough number of quote leaders actually do that. Mm. Because again, I think leaders in leadership is about influencing others. Yeah. And we'll have to come back probably on a full episode and talk about what does that really mean? Yeah. With that. And I think when you look at it from that standpoint, that there are leaders that are not in positions of authority, they don't have a title. Yeah. But they're influencing so many people. Yeah. One of the problems, too, I see with, quote, leaders is they're afraid of leading. Maybe they don't have the guts to. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the passion to do it. But one of the things I read over and over from a variety of different authors and experts with this is leadership is about developing other leaders. Yes. Yes. And yes. the more leaders you have within your organization, actually, the
1: better. Right.
0: But people are afraid of that. I've seen it over and over with managers, with yes. bosses, and to some extent with leaders or alleged leaders. Yeah. They don't want to develop leaders within their organization because they are afraid that they will take over. Yeah. Or that they will, uh, the le- alleged leader will no longer have any significance within that organization. Yeah folks that's a bunch of hogwash okay and i I think i need to be careful here because we could easily go off on a tangent just focused on that aspect of it again we should have been taking notes about all these things like that we've said oh we can talk about that on a different episode so we will actually have to go back and listen to all of these type of things
1: Well, there's a number of examples through any of these leadership experts that talk about this. Simon Sinek even said the greatest contribution of a leader is to make other leaders. So we know that there is a lot of people that see it in that way. But I also think that uh, there's some value to considering, I'm kind of backing up, hope you don't mind, uh, the idea of fear and safety. I think a good leader creates a safe environment for the people that are working within that environment, that they feel safe to be creative and thoughtful and come up with other ideas and to truly work the process. I know that for me, sometimes that fear was overwhelming that maybe I didn't finish something or maybe I didn't do it to my full ability because I was already kind of defeating myself thinking, oh, the... This particular uh, person in charge is not going to be happy with what I'm doing, and and that's definitely not what we want a good leader to be doing. We we need that that good leader to say no, finish. You've got this, and then to have those productive conversations on the other side, or maybe in the middle of it. But yeah, the fear is debilitating, and if you can uh, lead without the fear, uh, instead to create an environment of safety, I, I just can't even begin to imagine the sky's the limit.
0: Max Dupree said something that I think is right on point with what you're saying. He said, leaders don't inflict pain, they mm. share pain. Mm. Now, if you just read that and real <laughs> quick, you're like, they're sharing pain with you, but it means they don't inflict pain, they share pain, meaning that they share the pain of the organization or of the followers. Sure. They take on some of that burden. I think leaders and a true leader is going to encourage the followers to... I want to say fly, Mm. but that's not it. But to encourage them to, you know, maybe do things that they normally wouldn't do. Take some chances, take some risk. And guess what? If you fail, you fail. We're going to regroup. I'm not going to come yell at you. (laughs) You know, you may have lost us a million dollars in business. We're going to have to talk about that. But still, you can have those negative conversations in such a, a positive way and correct mistakes and move on. We're not putting blame. Yeah. But how do we correct certain things and help bring people to where they should be? Joel Barker has this great quote that uh, a leader is a person you will follow to a place you would not go yourself.
2: Hmm.
0: And that's that's mind-boggling to me to Hmm. think about it. A leader is a person you will follow to a place you would not go to yourself. And I think... If you are a good leader and a true leader, as we are talking about it, you are going to be bringing people along. You're going to be encouraging them. You're going to be building them up. You're going to be drawing the best out of them.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it's going to take that individual, that follower, to another plane. Yeah. And they had no idea that they could get there.
1: I have actually seen this happen before. Uh, Several years ago, I was working with a coach, sports team coach. And I was speaking with some of her players while the coach was not around. And I asked, so how are things going with the coach? What do you think? Because this was a sort of a newer coach to the program. And one of the girls who was a senior in college had been in the program all four years. She said, I would follow her anywhere. And that was profound to me. This was probably like seven or eight years ago that a student said that to me. And it stuck with me because I recognized the value of having a college kid, a 20, 21, 22-year-old girl say, I would follow that coach anywhere. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about, this whole idea of leading people where they wouldn't have gone otherwise. And this recognition that, I feel safe with this leader. I feel safe and secure in knowing that they're looking out for my best interest, which is another layer to that whole idea of a good leader. I think.
0: Absolutely. Um, related to some of this idea as well. Bill Bradley said leadership is unlocking people's potential to become better. Mm. And somewhere in my notes too, I had a quote related to what you were saying about, you know, you will follow that person mm-hmm wherever with that. Uh, and, and I can't find it quickly enough. I didn't organize them good enough for this because we sat down knowing what we were going to talk about, but not really what we were going to talk about.
1: (laughs) I can think of no greater compliment. If somebody were to say to me, there's two things that I want to be said about me. The first is, uh, that she was the real deal. That that's sort of what I I I long for when I die that somebody would say she was a real deal. But the other part is that for somebody to say I would follow her anywhere really does communicate volumes. And again, I that's why I say it was just so profound. It's such an incredible effect on me. Not in a jealousy sense, by the way, just in cases I've said that over and over again. It just truly illustrated for me what incredible things this coach had already accomplished in her short short tenure there with this program, that they saw her as someone they would follow anywhere. I just, I thought it was remarkable.
0: I think I may have found the quote I was okay, looking for. Give it to me. Uh, this is from Rosalind Carter. Ah. A leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. Mm. Let me give that to you again. Okay. A leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be.
2: Mm.
0: I'm not sure that's the exact quote that I was looking for, but it does tie <laughs> in with that. But yeah, that speaks volumes when they say, I will follow this person anywhere. Yeah. If they ask me to run through a brick wall, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because they have bought in and there is something special about that type of leader yep. because they have invested yep. in the followers and the followers believe in the leader. Therefore, they're most likely going to believe in the vision.
1: Right. Right. Well, and I can't help but think, okay, so that was an example in the sports world. I've definitely given these military examples. But again, those for me are two extreme situations. Uh, With the military, you're willing to give your life uh, on behalf of a cause. In in the sports world, especially in this situation, you're giving up four years of your life. (laughs) You're dedicating yourself, uh, mind, body, spirit, to... Trying to be the best at your sport you possibly could be, and and they're extreme in that they're extreme physically, I guess, but also the thought that you are so committed to this this leader that they have somehow so convinced you that they're committed to you and the program and the vision of the program that yeah I'm in whatever they say let's do it it, it it's real I just I can't get over it still after all these years I still am amazed by it.
0: Well, and I think it may tie back into something that Eisenhower said, that the supreme quality of leadership is integrity, Mm. that I'm not really sure who you're talking about. And that's perfectly fine. I Mm -hmm. could probably throw out some guesses, but that there is some character in this person, person of high integrity. And what they are saying is not what we might call lip service. Mm -hmm. It's not flattery. Uh, on the extreme end, it's not cult like right? you know, to get these cult follower yeah, yeah, type yeah. things, yeah. but is a genuine trying to bring yes. people along. Yes. And there's some of that integrity there. And followers see that. Yes. This is a thing that boggles my mind sometimes is that leaders think followers do not see right through them. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's they, stupid. <laughs> they do. They see the real you. Yeah. They see when your words and your actions don't meet match yeah. up. Yeah, They see when you're more of a manager than a leader. A manager treats everybody the same. Yeah. A leader is going to treat everybody different based upon their skills and abilities and where they are in the process and what they may need. We're bringing people up. We're meeting them where they are, bringing them up, hopefully creating more leaders. But if somebody's already up, we're keeping them up and their growth may not be as exponential as somebody else. Yeah. But you're not letting them slide. Right. And that's hard because in organizations, people that work in them don't want anybody to be treated different. Sure. and want it to all be equal. But when we're looking at it from a true leadership, what you might need is possibly very different from what I need. Yes, and if we're treated the same, it's going to actually hurt both of us yeah. and in the long term hurt the organization.
1: Yes. And, and that was part of why I asked you about the fear part that you and I operate very differently and, and a good leader knows that they, they know me, they know you, they know maybe some things about what makes us tick. But I do want to make this point really quick about that student athlete that made that comment to me. This was not a winning program. This was not a program that was just winning every game. Matter of fact, I think they had a losing season. And I she knew this. This was not early in the season, this was late in the season. She knew that they were uh, not they weren't getting the wins that they felt on the court. I don't know if I'm making a whole lot of sense with that.
0: A lot of moral victories here.:
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, but I thought that was even more telling that they don't have the winning season because all of these student athletes that I interact with, they want to win. They're not here to lose, but still to have a losing season and still respect and appreciate your coach on that level.
0: Wow. That's pretty impressive. I, it's to be really able to, impressive to understand and respect what the coach is trying yep. to do yep. and knowing that it's going to take time and yep. you're not going to be the recipient of that. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's that's recognizing some true leadership there. Yeah. Uh, one other quote that I want to throw out here, and I may need you to talk for a second because I just lost. Okay, this is from a guy <laughs> by the name of Robert Townsend. Okay. And this will be my last quote okay. of the show, and then if you have some things that you want to wrap up on this one, just go right ahead. Okay. A leader is not an administrator who loves to run others, but someone who carries water for his people, so that they can get on with their jobs. Hmm. The leader is not an administrator who loves to run others, but someone who carries water for his people, so that they can get on with their jobs. Again, I, this idea is not about a taskmaster. A taskmaster. There you go. Get me words are hard, yeah. even <laughs> even on thoughts own. Words are hard, um, but it's about doing what's best for the followers. Hmm. And at some point in a future episode, this is probably going to be a month or two down the road, just so you know. And if a listener is like, oh, I can't wait for that one, we're going to have to talk a little bit about this phrase, servant leadership, and what it is. Your favorite. And I will tell people why I don't like that phrase. Yeah. I will be the most hated person on our podcast that episode. (laughs) But folks, I'm not a fan of the phrase servant leadership. Because... Well, they'll have to tune in in a couple of months. I don't like it because, and I need to do some res- more research and, and refresh my notes uh, okay. that I started a good while back where this phrase came about. But to me, ser- the servant leadership is leadership. Right. And if we had to throw in this extra word because leaders weren't being leaders and mm. leadership wasn't happening, but it's kind of redundant.
1: Could that it's be the difference shrimp. between manager and leader? That they serve. One of the differences, maybe.
0: That could, I think that could be one of the differences. Yeah. But I, I do have a problem with servant leadership, and I also think the phrase has been misinterpreted okay. and misused. Okay. And we'll we'll have to devote a full episode. Okay. To serve idea of servant leadership and why I disagree with it. Okay. In theory, I just don't like the the wording and the phrasing.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: That's it for my tangent.
1: Okay. I will wrap up with uh, another one from one of our favorites, and this is Simon Sinek. Uh, he wrote some great books. If you are interested in leadership, we could give you a couple of recommendations just right off the top. But this one is – it really kind of ties together a few of the concepts we've talked about today. The rank of office is not what makes someone a leader. Leadership is the choice to serve others or, uh, with or without any formal rank. Since I stumbled on that, I'm going to say it again really quick.
0: Well, that's good because I was going to ask you to say it again anyway. Okay,
1: good. Glad we were reading each other's minds. The rank of office is not what makes someone a leader. Leadership is the choice to serve others without or with any formal rank. I messed it up again and you okay. saw my face. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did see your face. You want to try it a third time? <laughs> I think people will get the gist, but let's yeah. let's go try it a third time because okay. repetition is good for the soul.
1: It is. And that's what I tell my students too. The rank of office is not what makes someone a leader. Leadership is the choice to serve others with or without any formal rank. Thunderous applause. I finally got through at that time. Rank of office is not what makes someone a leader, which is really what you've been talking about. This whole idea of just giving someone a title does not make them a leader. Not not in the least. No. But it does sort of highlight what I mentioned just a second ago. Leadership is the choice to serve others with or without any formal rank. That service is part of that and that you don't have to have a title to be a leader.
0: Right. If you're going back to the idea of leader and leadership is a position of influence, Mm. you don't have to have a title. With that, we put a lot of emphasis on titles Mm -hmm. and what I have found in looking at different organizations across the the country over the past, I don't know ever how many years or whatever it actually is, (laughs) that I just got sidetracked. and I don't know where I was going with this.
1: (laughs) That you don't have to have a title, that sometimes these titles are almost in the way of being a good leader.
0: Sometimes they are. Yeah. And we use that as to hold people down. Mm. in different ways. But that's another story for another day <laughs> with that.
1: I do think sometimes we get so caught up with what's it going to say on my resume that we miss opportunities. I think the best opportunities I've had as a leader have not come with any sort of title. They have, I mean, I think about this in terms of what I get to do for the city. My job as a leader is not serving on a council. It's those meetings, those um uh, task forces, those committee meetings that I go sit in on as a, just a member of the committee. That's when I get to do the work. That's when I get to be a leader. I'm not pulling rank. I don't have any rank here. I'm just, I have the opportunity because of this other position that I hold within the city that allows me to go do some other things that allow me to serve, allow me to be a leader, allow me to encourage other people. Tonight, I actually uh, went to a meeting and we've got a student representative on this committee, which I love that idea to help young people recognize that you can actually get involved. You can actually be a citizen who's active. And uh, I knew kind of the procedure and I made the comment, okay, I'm gonna make this motion. And I looked at this high school girl and I said, and you're going to second it. I said, are you ready? And she goes, yes. She was so excited. Is the second to uh, some motion that I made all that big a deal? No. But to her, that was a first little step to go, okay, I, I can do this. I can make a second. Maybe I could make a motion. Maybe I could. And hopefully that's just one opportunity to open the door to future leadership with others. Well, it's
0: about influencing others. Yeah. It's about transfer of belief Yeah. because being a high school student, I assume it's a high school student, yeah, yeah. probably thought I'm the low person on the yeah. table. Why am I even here? Yeah. I shouldn't even be speaking yeah. or that. So I, I think empowering people yeah. with that, that is a sign of leadership.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: With that. So you did <laughs> a good job that. there. Thanks. I appreciate yes. that. Yes. <laughs> um, Let's see. I I know I said I was going to be you done with did the quote, say. but you said something that I think is good, and oh, thanks uh, made me think of this quote from okay. Ronald Reagan. Okay, the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things; he is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. Hmm. And I think we should just end right there.
1: Well, I was going to say this is why he's called the great communicator. He is that good.
0: That that's. That's pretty profound. Say it again. The greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest
1: things. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. It's a good one. It's a good one.
0: It's a good one. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this Thought Zone about leaders and leadership in general. And we'll come back in some future episodes and start dissecting some of the things that we mentioned here, some other things related to leadership if you have any comments uh, related to what we said today or things that you would like us to address in future thoughts on episodes. Right now we're going to probably be recording a little bit more focused on leadership, but thoughts on, or really our thoughts on anything related to life. This is our opportunity to give life advice, to get professional advice if there's something you want us to address. uh, We might do that if you send us an idea or, or send us your question. And Miss Christy, how would they get in touch with us?
1: You should check us out on Instagram. We are the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. You can direct message us. We both get those messages. So definitely check us out there. You should give us a follow while you're doing it. But that's a great way to communicate with us at any time. The Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram.
0: And that's probably the easiest way. I would say so. If you want both of us to see. Yeah. Because we both have the asses. as access to Here There
1: we go. Words are hard.
0: Words are hard. Words are hard. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to Thoughts On and until next time I've been Billy.
1: And I've been Christy.
0: See you. Bye.